Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen, powered by ELEC 825. We are thrilled to join you on WWDB 860 AM and 97.5 HD2, part of the Beasley Media Group, ready to help you move into the weekend of talking about all the news in the world of sports. So I like it, Jeff. Um, when we don't have guests, which yeah. we've had. You know, what, you know what I was actually going to do? I was going to cut you off, and actually, I was going to do the open just to, like, totally screw with it. Just everyone. to throw me off? Like, Throw everybody off. Kind of like, like make me sit at a different like, mic well, in the studio or the opposite side or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we're, we're just me. days away from the Thanksgiving holiday. Decided, you know what? This is a week. We're not going to have any guests other than us. We're actually going to talk for a little bit. Which we haven't been Get able things to... off of our chest. And it's not even the Festivus show, and we're doing We haven't been able to do that a lot lately. Some of it has been intentional because you didn't want me to bring certain things up. So you booked a ton of guests so that I couldn't <laughs> talk. Uh, other parts. So we, here I'm freeing you. Yes, you're freeing That's me. That's what I'm doing. So basically I'm you've freeing given me you an, to talk you give and me we'll an, see how everybody reacts to it. So you give me an hour to pitch on the radio? <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> uh, apparently, yes. <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> we'll have lots coming up. Uh, an hour to say the sky is falling. How's no, I, d- I don't think the sky is falling. Um, I, I don't well, think the sky is falling. Well, that in and of itself, news. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking <laughs> news in Philadelphia. Jason doesn't believe the sky. All right. Sports roulette wheel. Where are we starting, Jeff? What, what do you Where, want? Wherever it is you would like. I mean, we've got a huge Monday night matchup coming with the Eagles and the Chiefs. Um, you want to talk about the insanity in college football? Will that make you feel better to start with that? Do, okay. We should start yeah. with that, okay. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There's, there's so much in college football. I'm shocked that you didn't want to start with that. I, I don't know whether to talk the coaching Shock. carousel, the coaching suspensions. Well, wait, I mean, what do you mean the coaching carousel? Well, Who other than Jimbo Fisher is the coaching carousel? Well, what is bigger news? The fact well, I mean, there's that, a rumor that Chip Kelly may be the, the next fact that go, Texas but... A&M gave $76 million to Jimbo Fisher to walk away or that Jim Harbaugh accepted a three-game suspension. All right. Well, <laughs> which one do you want? To, if you want, you decided to start with the coaching carousel. I don't know what the coaching carousel is yet other than Jimbo Fisher. And let's face it, Texas A&M thinks they're a bigger deal than Texas A&M is. I mean, isn't that a fair assessment to make at this point? Texas A&M was never going to be what Texas was during our childhoods. So either one of our childhoods. So, so Jimbo Fisher promised the world. He had, remember one year he had like the – best recruiting class. They said it was one of the best recruiting ever, ever didn't pan out. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know what the deal is, but it didn't pan out. And Texas A&M overpaid for him. And now they're going to overpay without him. Two years ago. I don't know how the university can afford to hire anybody else, let alone an entire coaching staff. Two years ago, they gave him a 10 year, $95 million contract to get rid Mm -hmm. of him and his coaching staff and everybody else associated with it, it could cost up to $150 million. Where does a public university get $100 million? Boosters. I know the answer to this. It's Boosters, coming from boosters. But, it's not going to okay. come from the university. But which still, is, which is does Texas a and have $100 million worth of, of free cash boosters sitting around? Who in the world just has that money to eat anyway? Like, it's just... Everything's there's... bigger in Texas, including mistakes. So, <laughs> Fisher will get $75 million, 25% of the buyout has to be paid immediately. So, right. congratulations, you were so bad, you wake up with a quarter of $75 million tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then go away, and we'll go pay somebody else 
to try and do the job that you could not do, which do you think that they're going to get to where no. Texas A&M's expectations no. are? The answer is flat out no. Like Texas A&M is not what they want to be or what they think they are. Plus, they decided to move to where? The SEC. They were never, ever going to be the big dog in the SEC. They will never be Georgia. They will never be Alabama. Are they so more attractive why? in the SEC? Huh? Are they a more attractive job to somebody in the SEC as a larger conference? I, you know, I don't know if I buy that. You know, every it depends on how everything shakes out. But wouldn't you rather be in a Power Five conference where you could get to the top every once in a while, as opposed to being in a Power Five conference where you will always be middle of the road? I mean, it like look what happened with Cincinnati. Cincinnati was in a Power Five conference was a, one of the lesser conferences, made its way to big games and was a big story. I I don't get why their coach decided to leave. I don't think he's going to have the success that he had at Cincinnati. He actually had something going. But this is what coaches do. They're always chasing the bigger job and, quite frankly, the bigger paycheck. And, you know, I guess we can't blame people. We all have jobs hopefully and want to get paid the most for the jobs that we do Look, so i don't blame them necessarily but you know if you want to talk about the coaching carousel the, of course what was the who was asked immediately if they were interested in the texas a&m job the sanders, sanders. Well, the same thing with the nfl openings it, that's any opening that is out there the media will talk to him because that's a clickbait story that right. is but, a... but it, but it, let me ask you a question. At what point? Okay, so let's say I'm not saying he's going. I think he'd be crazy to leave, especially after a year. If Deion Sanders goes to Texas A&M next year, again, there's no evidence to he's, support him. I, I think to. he's. I think he's going someplace when his kids graduate. Okay, okay but well, his, his kids, kids leave. His kids could leave this year, but they're not going to. Maybe, maybe not. But but my point is, at what point do you say there's no loyalty there and you have no guarantee that you're going to be able to build anything? He just left Jackson State last year to go to Colorado. He didn't just leave. He decimated the program that he built, decimated it by taking the best players, including his sons, both sons, inclu the... including Travis Hunter, including all of their best players. So he's going to have won what four games by the, you know, they started off a house on fire and then it just all fizzled out because coaches realized they have no lines. And, and so Deion Sanders was left with showcasing his two kids. I That's what happened. So if he goes somewhere, do you want to be the next college program that brings him in so that he can then chase a pro football job? Like, when does it end? This isn't the first time that we've seen it, though. Deion Sanders is, like, the latest in coaches that are just always chasing that next job. Urban Meyer chased that next job. Chip Kelly ch chased that next job. They, for whatever reason, well, Urban ego, Meyer was chasing the next job because he was running away from the problems of whatever I job he was at. I just needed to make sure that I gave you Thank the chance you. to do that. Before mm -hmm. I now turn our attention to Big Blue... Um, the most ridiculous no, that's the Giants. It's not Big Blue. What are nobody you guys? Call, nobody in Michigan calls Michigan. So Big what the Blue. hell are you then? 
the, the phrase is go blue go it's blue. michigan i'm so this sorry is, uh, okay just so I, we're clear if if if, if you're going to make me be arrogant about this the, the way that it works if you ever went to a game there is that james earl jones does the the pregame and then says and i can't even do his voice i'm not even going to try just says this is Michigan. So it's not like the the uh, Rutgers game where they have the Sopranos intro. You guys have a little bit of a different take yeah. on how this all yeah, works. Yeah, we, ha- we have highlights of Tom Brady and Desmond Howard. And, we and, show, and it's narrated by we show you know, exit the signs greatest the voice of our generation. We show exit signs on the turnpike. Anyway, so, all right. Yesterday, I was worried that by the time we got on the radio today, mm-hmm. they still might not have resolved the court situation with Jim Harbaugh, because mm-hmm. last week he was suspended for four games, mm-hmm. three games, three, four, three games, three. Yeah. Um, the remaining the remaining regular season game, two more games left, Correct. Um, only for game day, which is what mm-hmm. I think is ridiculous about the, the suspension. Right. He can do everything up to game day. He just can't be on the sideline. Actually, it's not as ridiculous as you as you think it is. And I'll, I'll explain to you why. And then we can go into what happened. OK. If you watch the Penn State-Michigan game, you would probably have noticed if you were awake that Michigan did not have an official pass attempt in the, in the entire half. second half. They had 32 you know, runs You, you and I have covered and gone to many an Army-Navy game. Yes. And, and they try more passes in a half than Michigan did against Penn State, okay? And and while part of the reason is, is and we can get into James Franklin, should be on the coaching carousel after that performance, among others. Nah, he fired um, a coordinator. It's all good. No, we'll, 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 we'll discuss that now. Let's not. Let's not gloss over that for the Penn State people. But the fact is, is, is that Michigan found a hole and and decided to just take advantage of it. But I will tell you that one of the things is, is that Harbaugh, for all of his flaws, of which he has many, the one thing he is, is that he has a connection, especially with J.J. McCarthy and a lot of his players. And J.J. McCarthy can come to the sideline. And if you watch Harbaugh, the one thing he's good at is, is keeping a quarterback's head straight. And and J.J. McCarthy tends to, as good a quarterback as he is, tends to get inside his own head. And when something goes wrong, it spirals. And Harbaugh wasn't there. And that, that's why this is a risk. Is because if J.J. McCarthy makes a mistake early against Maryland or worse against Ohio State, the question is whether he will dig himself a deeper hole because he won't be able to get out of his own head. Okay. Wasn't there. I get it. Okay. He's still mm-hmm. alive though, right? Yes. Like dude didn't die. Cause they oh, you're treat- not, if you're gonna if you're gonna give me a hard time because Gerard, Sharon Moore decided to cry, you're giving the wrong guy. They- he- because I don't get that at all. Like they I, treated like, I that. I get the game's emotional, but that response was totally inappropriate. Uh, and do I have to not eat this? They're America's team now because they're being persecuted. No. Thing too. Like, no. Can we stop there? It's Harbaugh. Even Harbaugh just their, says stuff. Even in their court filings and their statements that they put out, right. they don't deny that there was some type of potential wrongdoing. They're objecting. Well, I've been telling you that all along. But that, I believe that this guy. Here, here's what I believe. I believe that this guy kind. Stallions acted alone. And that this guy, the guy had a document called the Michigan Manifesto. Okay. And it was his blueprint. I left. A very large blueprint. Look, anytime anybody has a manifesto at this point <laughs> in, in the world, they're not all there. Right. Oh, I think God. we can agree that having a manifesto, manifesto ain't it's, the it's world's con- greatest thing. Concerning. It's okay, so this guy has a manifesto. He he clearly thought he's an ex-military guy. He thought that he was going to do this whole thing and and make himself a genius. 
Okay. And so he could go back and who knows what he even told coaches, but he could say, you know, look, I noticed this. They wouldn't be nothing the wiser, but the, the rule is, and by the way, the rule should be the buck stops with the coach, the head coach. And that's the new rule. I was going to say, it's the first time that rule is really being used. Well, it only came into existence in, in January, I think of this year. Exactly. So it couldn't have been used earlier. Yes. And so but it's not a big 10 rule. No, big it's 10 just decided to use the holier than now thing. <clears throat> and Petiti decided that he was going to cave to the other coaches. Now he, now he looks like he's got more authority than anybody on the planet. But I can tell you that if this was Greg Sankey and this had been the SEC and this had been Alabama, Greg Sankey would have had a five-minute meeting and no more with all of the athletic directors and coaches and said, no, we are not doing this. Let the NCAA do its nonsense and then we'll figure it out, but stop bothering. Can because I- by the way, the rest of you guys, the only reason you're complaining is because you suck. And the only reason you're complaining is because you want a competitive advantage. And the only reason you're complaining is because you haven't been caught, but we all know you're doing it too. Just wait till including Rutgers. Just wait till they're all complaining when Michigan beats Ohio State and then wins the Big Ten championship. What would be the complaint and at that point? Petiti will get to hand Harbaugh the trophy after he comes back from suspension. So that's so the ultimate. What? That's did, where did, this ends right now. Yeah, where but, they stand but, up there with this you, awkward you, moment. You've texted you've texted me about this before, and I've heard other people talk of oh my god what would happen if he has to hand nothing he's going to give him a trophy it's tom just- brady was lambasted by the nfl commissioner and he had to hand tom brady a super bowl trophy yeah, no afterwards. they'll just hand the trophy Big it'll deal. just be the ultimate irony that that's where it will end is that well that's if it happens i mean look that this is this is not going to be easy to to sharon moore did a very good job taking over the reins. Whether he'll be able to do it against Ohio State is a whole different level. But in fairness, we have talked very recently about athlete motivation. And, you know, everybody thinks, oh, you're an athlete. You should get yourself up. Athletes look for things to give them an edge. This Michigan versus everybody thing is ridiculous as I think it is. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yes. Do you not own, if you don't, I'd be shocked. Philadelphia versus. Philly versus everyone t-shirt. I don't actually, but. You don't? No, I don't. Uh, Have you ordered one? No, but I'm Have you wished you had one? I'm fine with it. I just Have you seen them? I, I, look, when. Have you? Yeah, of course I've seen it. Answer the question. I have seen it, but let's okay. be honest. So then then everybody does this. Michigan brought this on themselves. No, no, but everybody does the yes. blank versus everyone. But, but it's it, no, but it, they, Michigan didn't invent anything. From the outside, though, it's ridiculous. From the inside, if that's what they use to bring themselves together and say everybody's yeah. against us and they motivate mm-hmm. themselves, good for Michigan. They get through it. I'm just but saying. But everybody does this anyway. Yeah, you say that, but like. We find out from athletes that it's more than that. It's not just everybody doing it anyway sometimes. It's okay, really not. Do you, do you think Michigan played any better because Harbaugh was suspended last week? My no. answer to you is no. I, I don't think they They played. were already the better team. I don't think. And James, and, and as long as James Franklin is on the other sideline. Well, that's a different You're story. always going to be, be I mean. What? A team with a coach lost to a team without a coach last week. <laughs> well, I, look, I, I told any Penn State person that would, that would listen is you should have hoped that, that the Big Ten had suspended Franklin last and week. And by the because- way, look, I've got no room to speak. I'm the, the yeah. Rutgers grad who they had the lowest over under in the history of college football and it still and went still under. Went 
Yeah. And Rutgers still couldn't do anything on the field, even though they're bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. Bahamas Bowl, here we come Good in Carolina. You. you mean the Bahamas Bowl that's going to be in North Carolina? Definitely coming. Uh, All right, but, but let's talk about James Franklin for a second here. James Franklin, in the fourth quarter, down by nine, decided on his own somewhere between the 30 and 35-yard line to, with about, I don't know, six, seven minutes left, decided to go for it on fourth down. Didn't work. By the way, against the I think the best scoring defense in college football and decided I'm going to go for it here, doesn't get it, and Michigan proceeds in a couple plays to just score another touchdown. Now they're down by two touchdowns, right? And, and what did what did Franklin decide to do when he scores a touchdown? They're down by nine. He decides, I'm going for two. <laughs> now, if you kick the extra point, you're at least still in the game. You're going to have to get the two at some point. Why take yourself out of the game, which is exactly what he did because they didn't get the two-point conversion, at which point the game is then over because you're down by nine. I've always thought Franklin was a much better recruiter than a game day coach, so nothing that happens surprises me. I was. I was stunned by his decision. I've got like a Penn I was happy with it, but I've I was got stunned like a by. Penn State family. Like my sister went to Penn State, Murray grew up like I remember watching the Rose Bowl when they played Oregon in like 94 like that was his team I remember watching those games nothing surprises me with James Franklin as the coach anywhere yeah I've just never been I did want to ask you um James Madison no I'm gonna leave it there but I mean there's lots of talk this week well do you I mean you I I don't want to leave it there because I because I I want to just talk for a minute about the penalty so the penalty is now three games. If they get past Ohio State. Only from the Big the, Ten. Right. He's back for the Big Ten. The NCAA five years from now can hand down a penalty when they get well, around see, to that, reviewing But see, it. that's the bigger, like, okay, so so Michigan, you know, they had a legal case that was going to be heard Friday, and now they're not having it heard. They're shutting down that investigation. The NCAA still gets to roll on. Is this another example of the uh, Big Ten, just like the SEC would be, having more power at this point than the NCAA and basically saying, okay, we took care of this for you because it takes you forever. We've taken care of this now. Go away. Yes. You, as far as that, you have no authority. That's really the only way that discipline occurs anymore in college athletics is for the conference to do it as opposed to the NCAA. It takes them so long to do anything that it's not even relevant anymore. I mean, they can't, the NCAA can't do virtually anything right. You want to talk about, not doing anything right. There are very few schools that, and I think they're still undefeated. Is James Madison still undefeated? I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, they're still yeah. undefeated. They're nine and zero, and yet they're not. But they be... can't participate. Why? Because well, what is the logic? With because nine? when you move up yeah. from a different level, uh-huh. you're supposed to not be eligible for two years. Why? What is the basis of that rule from the yeah. start? Even the assumption is, JMU. if you're moving up from little school football to big school football. You're going to suck for a while, right? I mean, that's the assumption. Nobody said James Madison is going to be competing for a national championship at the big boy level immediately. But guess what? They beat everybody in their conference and they're in division one. So why in the world do they not get to participate? You could potentially have a top 15 team that is undefeated, not play in a bowl game. And have a team that has a five and six record like they do in sports when somebody backs out in college sports play mm-hmm. in that bowl game. 
for some ridiculous rule. So the waiver was denied by the NCAA. Um, now the attorney general for the state has threatened legal action. You're the lawyer. I don't know if that can even go anywhere. Oh, I think it will. Do you? I, I think, see, this, this, the thing with the NCAA is, is they are now placing themselves in a position that they are going to get it lawsuited to death with regard to everything. They're going to get it with issues like coaching issues. They're going to get it from this side because they can't make decisions and can't make them firmly and can't make them in a way that they can justify them. There's no way that they're going to be able to survive as an organization, at least in, in college football or college basketball. Well, they are. They're, they're already facing the huge lawsuit over player compensation and other things that have the potential right. bankrupted it as a entity in general. But the, but that's because they they appear not to. I have no idea who the heads of it are at this point, but you these were not deep thinkers as far as figuring out in advance what was going to happen. We've had this show for what, six years now? We've had coaches on the show. We've had athletic directors on the show. We've had players on the show. It, we're not the deep thinkers and we knew the questions to ask. How in the world did they not know the questions to ask and to start sitting down in large committees and figuring it out? Because everybody we've talked to has said, including college coaches, has said they not, they didn't sit around trying to figure it out. Through the time we've been doing this show, we have seen the power of the NCAA go down and the power of the conferences continue to rise. And I mean, that's just as clear. Like, I'll move off of it. I always worry we won't have enough stuff to talk about. And here we are mm -hmm. like 20 minutes in. We've been talking college sports. <laughs> I mean, they're they're potentially going to move and vote on this new playoff model that would be a twelve team format, be the right. five highest ranked conference champions, and then the next seven highest teams coming for next season. So, I mean, again, you're seeing these conferences and these conference presidents are the ones that are driving the discussion. Those are the guys and women that are making the agreements, not the NCAA. They're just kind of going along for the ride and get, getting the dollars for it. Good for them. <laughs> well, that was perfect. You know, no, I get aggravated. <laughs> I literally do. When I, when I think of the NCAA and how little they've been able to figure out what's coming down the pike, again, we all make mistakes, but their mistake, their sin is not being proactive and figuring things out or at least trying to figure them out before they became a trainer. But when you end up with this, when you end up with it being driven by large conferences and not the NCAA as a whole, mm -hmm. you end up with this other new policy they established requiring a league to have eight members to be eligible for an automatic qualifying spot. Okay. So they're saying small conferences, you're not wanted. You need well, to be a super uh, well, conference. Well, the pack, the pack two won't be qualified right now. <laughs> I feel bad for those schools. Or Oregon and Washington Our, State. Or Oregon State and Washington. All right, so State. I'll I'll finish up with this. Yeah. Because um, I know that you're you have feelings about this. Mm -hmm. Will Michigan have an asterisk? And how do you feel about it? You know, I. I I'd give you the finger if we were on TV. Right <laughs> that's now. why I just, wanted just to, so, just so we're clear. That's why I wanted to ask. You. I don't care. I really don't like Like if this is the asterisk they get fine, this did, they got no competitive advantage from this at all. Do you realize the rule is you can either record it or be in person. You can, you can record, but not be in person or not record and be in person, but you can't do both. How do you know they got no competitive advantage? Like, I don't, I don't know that either way. 
I, I'm I'm not I'm really well, not. They didn't get it last week. I don't but. feel like I know enough about okay, how so. everything went down, and that's why I'd really like to actually see an investigation to know what the hell it was to know. It okay, so let, let me let, let me ask you this question: Do you believe that TCU knew about it last year and changed their signs, as has been reported? Yes. Okay. If Texas Christian University knew about this a year ago. It is likely that they found out of it through Michigan's other opponents, which means that when this season started a year later, that everybody knew what was going on and could have changed their signs if they wanted to, but probably chose not to if they didn't. And I'm telling you at that point, it's shame on you because everybody's doing this. Even if that is the case. It one doesn't make it right, and I'm two not, I'm doesn't. Not saying it makes and it two right. doesn't I'm, mean but, that they didn't get an advantage because the other teams didn't change. That's all I'm saying. Like to to just brush it off and say, well, it's nothing. It's not. It's something. But I think the Big Ten overstepped in response to the pressure they got, trying to take action because the NCAA wouldn't. That that's all but, I'm saying. But now, but, but okay. So now that it, once it became out in the open, do you think that Michigan got, had a had an advantage over Penn State? No, not okay. at that point. Do you think they're going to have it over Maryland? I don't know what. Do you think they're going to have it over Ohio State? The answer is no, no, no. I don't so, know what they'll have advantage or disadvantage by not having their coach. I don't know what the system is, but either way, they put themselves in the situation. Well, no, they, no, I'm just talking about with the to the sign, not whether or not the other team's going to have an advantage because Harbaugh is not there. I'm asking whether or not you think that Michigan has an advantage once this all came out. You, for, for the second half well, of the season, if they, did, did if, Michigan have an advantage? Assuming that uh, you have to assume that the other teams changed their signs. But wait, but Jason, everybody has everybody else's signs, which in and of itself Apparently is the there's dumbest something possible because because college football could have done years ago what the NFL did and put microphones by the coach and put it the the, the speaker in the headset which, and then you don't have it which they should problems. have done and they allow in the bowl games but i right. am not the expert here apparently there is something different about what michigan did than what everybody else does yes i just told you so what, the, so what that's they supposedly all, did that's all i'm saying be there and record it but that's what i'm saying what michigan did apparently took it a step too far okay whether that should be a step too far if everybody else is allowed to do it is totally different than whether okay, they well, did. Okay, well, then the Big Ten more than leveled the planing field so that there shouldn't be an asterisk. They took away their head. By the way, this isn't the first time Harbaugh's been suspended I'm this I'm so year. glad I waited to ask this question. You do realize end. that? Yes, like, I know. He, he missed the first three games. Of the year. He's going to have missed the first three games and the last three games of the regular season. And if they still are able to have an undefeated season, regular season with that... First, I don't know what it says about Harbaugh as a coach, <laughs> if they can do it without him. But but second, then I don't know what the asterisk is. But if but if you want to put an asterisk on it, you are more than welcome. I, I don't for care either way. I just really wanted to ask you on the air to get a reaction. It was more you fun got it. for you me. You got the than, reaction. And my reaction is go for it. Well, normally well, you're the one who gets the reaction for me or ask me something I don't know. So I had to kind of yeah. do it. Well, I know. I mean, I, you I, know it's I, just, coming. I just don't care. And, and look, you know me well enough to know, and I've said it before, I'm not a Harbaugh fan. 
No, I'm not, def- which is, I'm not defending his actions at all. I'm defending the stupidity of the whole thing. Which is why I know this is a tough spot for you, because you're not a Harbaugh fan, and you're basically no. forced into Look, kind of defending Harbaugh when you don't just, even want to. Just so we're clear, uh, so everybody can hear, my issue with Harbaugh is he doesn't hire character coaches sometimes. Not all of them, but this is not the first coach and the first hiring that he's had a problem with. this year. I think he has character student athletes, but I do not think at times he has made the best hiring decision. You can look, go back to the beginning of the season when he tried to hire Shemi Schembechler and nobody appeared to check his social media. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not even the first problem he's had with the hiring this year. Right. He had Durkin on his staff and we all saw how that ended in Maryland. Yeah. Like he he's had issues with coaches before. Yes. All right. Uh, let's leave it there. I-, I wanted to talk to you about the randomness of the in-season tournament for the NBA. No, oh, I thought you were going to go to the... Yeah, just so we're clear, and I'm going to say it, which is going to negate what I've said to people. People keep asking me, are we going to discuss Taylor Swift on the show? I don't care. And the only way we're going to discuss it is by me saying right now, we are not discussing Taylor Swift I don't care. on the air. The only, so move on. The only people who care are Taylor Swift fans and ESPN who's going to get a ratings boost. Uh, the Kelsey brothers here, but... but look, they're they're all doing fine with it. I, we'll get to Eagles in a little right, bit. Go. I, I, so, all right. This is obviously a very fun team to watch. <laughs> last, the, the other night against the Celtics was not a great game. Yeah. The in-season tournament, all right? Mm-hmm. The courts are cool to see, but yeah, dude, you're color I'm colorblind. <laughs> I like can't see and the I'm contrast. Not, I'm not laughing about the colorblind. I'm laughing that, that that's that that this is an issue. That you didn't you didn't even really think about this because you're not colorblind until I texted you and I'm like no, I but, can't but this see with some but of this the uniforms. Isn't the first time this has come up with even with us, but but nationally because there was that game a few that color rush game a few years ago. I couldn't see where a the thing. Bills. Yeah, the Bills were all red and the the Jets were all green, and you were texting me that you couldn't tell the difference unless you could <laughs> see the logos because if you're colorblind, it all comes out the same way when it's red or green. And and like I consider myself color confused. Like I don't see black black and white like I have color challenges with colors that are dark and close to each other and you've got these bright solid red courts with like a dark black uniform it's just it's killing my eyes the, the funny thing is that, that you've now titled yourself color confused when for all these years I just thought you were confused well I am but I mean we could just stop there That's- but if you want to limit it to color go ahead you do that that if I ever write a book it'll be going yeah. through life confused which the irony <laughs> is you're wearing a sweatshirt right now that has all red we're for Rutgers yes exactly <laughs> well I know what red is but so it's like I separate from whether I enjoy the in-season tournament which by the way the ratings are up for the NBA over what they were last but, year but let's stop there Mr. Ratings boy uh, are the ratings up for the whole season or are they up for the in-season tournament? Because I don't know anybody that knows which games are the in-season tournament. Well, that's, that's the, confusing, the problem. That's the confusing part to me. Like you have yeah. a game and then you have a break. It's basically like soccer right. at this point. Like mm-hmm. you have a game and then a break forever and then another game that happens. But like, exactly. it, it's the in-season tournament games that are generally up uh, 1.7 million versus 1.1 million, about, up about 55% 
from last year's Friday night games compared. How are the Clippers games? Are are those ratings up? Well, I know they've got me watching because I'm sending you text (laughs) updates of how the team is performing regularly as it goes. Can I tell you how happy I am? James Harden has basketball freedom. I am so happy to not have Mm -hmm. basketball freedom here. So happy. I I, I I like that in the course of just a couple of days, Tyron Lue has had to come out and say that he needed to talk to the team to say James is, what, trying too hard? Yes. So they need to let him be James. That's all it is. And, the, and, the, and then he comes out, what was it, two days later and, sa- and says, this is going to be the most challenging coaching job I've ever had. Translation. Holy crap, we yeah. have to deal with James What did Harden. we do? That's yeah. basically what he's saying there. You know, you sent me the, that clip of, I forget the which Mavs. teams. So it yes, used to be the Mavs, the- like, uh, player personnel guy or somebody who's now a commentator on the pregame, which, by the way, that clip was taken down because they said it didn't Why? represent the Mavs organization. Um, okay, well, I, I would like to stand up and applaud him because I haven't heard anybody say it as eloquently and succinctly as he said it about that. I forget the way he said it, but he basically said, we all look our whole lives for somebody that supports us as much as Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey did through all of the nonsense and everywhere he goes, he blames somebody else. And at some point, James needs to point the finger at himself. I'm glad that you enjoyed that clip because so for our listeners, I text Jeff a lot, um, a lot, a lot and uh, a lot per minute yes and and in multiple (laughs) texts at times jeff would like like run on texts and everything in there as opposed to so you didn't respond to that one like i would say you respond to like one out of every five texts maybe Mm -hmm. that i send you didn't respond to that one and i thought that you would like that's your statistic (laughs) i thought that you would have the reaction that you just did on the show like i really thought you'd write back and say like this is fantastic i've been looking for somebody to say this nothing i got Uh crickets I'm glad that you appreciated well, I saved the take. It, as you do. I saved it for on the air, and I will say bravo to them and bravo to you for sending it to me. There we go. I, I so before. What we, are the Clippers going to do? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure it's not going to. They're not going to go winless for the rest of the season. But you know, the Clippers are the Clippers the most vexed or the most jinxed organization in the history of I don't know what pro sports. I don't know what they're going to do. I know I'm going to make popcorn and, no, but, and but, watch I mean, it blow up. This is the Clippers. This is There could be no more Clipper thing to do than this not to work out. And you now have the Clippers stuck with James Harden. And luckily it's for them, I guess it's one for year. them. Luckily it's only one year. But, you know, they got Kawhi Leonard right after he won a championship and they never saw that Kawhi Leonard. And they got Paul George because Kawhi Leonard said he needed to, and Paul George has been hurt a lot. And now they decided, let's go get another creaky old guy as far as basketball age goes. And they got Harden, who's not at his peak, who does something. Here's here's what I was fascinated by. The Sixers didn't just get better. The entire team dynamic changed, not just emotionally by him leaving, this is the the ball movement, the statistics on ball movement by the Sixers or any organization that James Harden is part of. The ball just stops with him. It dies in his hand until he chucks e- it up. Even watching the Clippers highlights, that's it. Yeah. Dribble, 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 dribble. Like that's what and I'm Maxie so glad. Keeps, yeah, and Maxie keeps 
to, to you know because he's Tyrese Maxey goes around saying great things about everybody and, and he keeps talking about how James was a mentor blah 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 Tyrese Maxey is playing the opposite of the way that James Harden plays he is he is playing he's unselfish he's fast he seems to know what he's doing the ball keeps moving he so, doesn't stay in Maxey's hand Wednesday night's game obviously back to back not what we would have hoped for not totally surprising but going into Wednesday night, did they, did they take a bicycles away from all the players? Yeah, it didn't didn't work. Going into mm-hmm. Wednesday night, Embiid and Maxi had scored half of the Sixers' points through the first ten games. Mm-hmm. That's how dominant they've been together. But it's it's a really different type of offense. They're not taking three pointers. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Like they they're down to they're twenty. Well, thank goodness Embiid's not taking three pointers. They're 29th in attempts per game from mm-hmm. three now. That I mean, last season they were 16th in threes attempted. Well, they're gonna they're gonna have to take more threes as the season goes on. There's no doubt about it. But if they keep moving the ball, if they get out on fast breaks, if they continue to play like this, then you don't need to take as many threes. Uh, you're feeling on, by the way, I have to give a shout out to my namesake, Jaden Springer, who is doing everything he can to try and earn more minutes. Right. Uh, he was plus 20 the other night. In a, yeah. But the only reason he's playing more is that is out of necessity because Kelly Oubre was in some sort of car accident that nobody can figure out what, what went on. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? We or, can, we can try, but nobody seems to know the facts. How irresponsible is it? The speculation that's going on now though. I mean, people with the microphone. What is the speculation? I don't. A lot of all, stuff that all I don't I know want to say on a microphone. He reported that he reported that he was hit by a car while riding a bicycle. And the police and, have said that they don't see video of it so far. And then there well, was a ring. Well, video. they said that they've looked at video from the corner that he said that it happened, which I think was like 15th or Spruce and somewhere around there. And there's no evidence around the time that he said that it happened of any such accident. Yeah. So I don't. But I, but you know, normally like. You and I have talked off the air, we won't say about players, about certain people who said that we, we heard things about they were injured doing things that are against the clauses in their contracts that made sense. But it doesn't make sense because it's not in violation of your contract to ride a bicycle. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's so just a why lot of... would why would he lie about it? It doesn't make any sense to do it. I don't know, but I mean, you saw Nick Nurse. I'm just, I'm just glad he's alive. Okay. And and the question is, and I haven't heard this: is how long is it going to be that he's out? Well, originally it was going to be a longer period of time. Then, I mean, Woj said the other night on the ESPN broadcast, he might be back in a couple of weeks. So, I mean, he has well, a broken rib because Batum didn't play the other day either. And he was out for personal reasons. He right. should be back Friday night for tonight's game, hopefully against the Hawks. It's a it's a tourney game, so it'll be the crazy court in Atlanta. We'll see what that looks like. Um, but by the way, we you and I have talked about you know the kind of com- uh, the media side of sports with you know mm-hmm. people getting sucked in different things. Did you see Netflix is interested in acquiring the rights to the end season tourney? What do they want to do? They want to do like um, what the NFL does with Hard Knocks? They would broadcast the tourney, but they would also right. do some type of docu-series based on the uh-huh. tournament similar to their F1's Drive to Survive have, have type fun. stuff. 
Um, okay. I, I did, you know, we'll hit the break in a few minutes. I, I wanted to talk about the makeup of the league. We haven't gotten the chance to talk about this. You and I are two people who did a G League show for a mm-hmm. little bit. We've followed the Blue Coats. Uh, right. Did you see at the start of the season that 50% of the NBA on opening night rosters had G League experience? Yeah, and? I, I'm just saying, like, that's where the league wants to go, right? Their farm system. That, but see, that that... That statistic doesn't mean much to me because how many players are on a team? 15? 15. Okay. So nine, possibly 10 play. Almost half of your roster, the bottom half of your roster, obviously would come from, would be playing at some point in the developmental league. So that statistic doesn't mean if you, I would love to see, here's your homework assignment. Every once in a while, we all get homework assignments. Your homework assignment is to figure out how what the percentage of start from the beginning of this season what the percentage of the starting rosters for each opening game has G League experience so that's, that's when you'll decide that it's a legitimate statistic yes. if they yes. get playing time what about if they're like yeah. in the rotation if half the team when half the team virtually doesn't play goes and plays developmentally makes sense to me can they be like a you know a, a sixth man or you know what? No, no. I'm I, my. I gave you a homework assignment. You can choose to accept it, or you can choose to do what you, I did to you before and give me the middle finger. You don't uh, have to do it. Hey, can we talk? If you want to talk about the NBA, let's let's go to the break, and I want to continue because I have questions for you about Draymond Green. Do you? Yeah. Are you, so let's you, go to the break. It's, it's not. Is it about, about whether or not you can put a sleeper hold on can, somebody? Can we, can we go game? to the break and then come back? All right. Let's hit the break and we'll come back and keep talking. Operating engineers are the men and women that move mountains. And the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative, ELEC, puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm, and even building our favorite team stadium. We understand infrastructure. That's why ELEC and Local 825 are ready to get to work. Thanks for sticking with us and welcome back from the break. Jeff wants to continue talking basketball and whether or not you can put somebody in a sleeper hold, apparently. Tell me about Draymond. What? So, so first of all, I was shocked that the NBA actually stepped up and gave him five games. He should have gotten more. Like, at what point does recidivism mean anything? And for those of you who may not know what that word means, it means he does it a lot. Draymond Green is, he punched his own teammate last year. Now he's sitting there and he's putting somebody in a sleeper hold. And Jason, I know that you love wrestling. Yes. Then tell him to go over and do wrestling. Look, Dennis Rodman did it years ago. He went and wrestled in WCW. You've seen athletes Fine. do crossover. Draymond's got some time on Choking his hands somebody is not a good idea. Here's what I didn't get. Why you find Rudy Gobert twenty five grand for getting choked? I have I have no idea. <laughs> like, what could he have done different there? I, I don't. He was get in it, the middle it, of a scuffle, and Draymond came in and grabbed them from behind, and they find him. It's like for who? For what? I I just I don't, I don't get this. It's okay to do what Draymond does. Why not? It's Draymond. I, I don't. I, I I don't know. At some point, somebody's got to say to them, "If this is the way you got anger, man, you got anger issues." Go figure it out. And until then, you can't play in the league. Do you think he changes? No, I mean, he hasn't he changed change. anything else. He punched his teammate in the face. Yeah. He, what he, makes you think this is going to be? 
he has done things. Hasn't he kicked people in certain areas we wouldn't want to be kicked in? Yes. Hasn't he done all sorts of things throughout his This is not like a first-time offender or a second-time offender or a third-time offender. This is Draymond. He does it. Didn't he cost his team in the NBA Finals a game? Yes. Yes. Because he got suspended? Okay. So at what point does the NBA say to him, that's it, Draymond, one more time, you're done? Apparently not yet. For For the betterment of the league. Because choking somebody is cutting off oxygen to the brain. Yeah, it's the whole point of a sleeper hold. See, if you would watch wrestling, you would know much more about it. Yes, but no, what I know of wrestling is it ain't real. So that's that's not really cutting oxygen off to the brain. So what he was doing could cut oxygen off to the brain. So here's a smooth transition because WrestleMania will be at Lincoln Financial Field this year and we can talk Eagles now. How's that, Jeff? You you call that that a transition? Go for it. That's not a transition. No, it's not a good transition. Anything to get to the Eagles. And they're not even playing at the link. They're playing in Kansas City. I know. They're playing in Kansas City. Well, it it could be worse. I could ask you to talk about the Giants. Uh, Tommy DeVito talking talking about how he lives at home with his parents still. I thought that was a fake quote, by the way. Like, like I I, I I wish wish it was a fake quote. Tommy DeVito saying that somebody that his mother makes his bed. Come on. Really? That's your quarterback. You want... It's not bad enough you're getting your butt kicked by by defensive linemen. Do you really want them standing over you saying stuff about that? Can you imagine the trash talking that's going to go on now in games? Oh, I'm sure it already. What you don't think Micah Parsons dropped some some good one liners? Mommy, better have your bed ready. I mean, come on. And and by the way, he's barely a quarterback. Like (laughs) watching that Giants game versus the Cowboys was that's your fault for watching that game was painful and i couldn't turn it off i don't know why now was, you know it was okay so we've been through this as I'm my not fandom. the guy who watches the train wreck no that's but, me i know that's me. But I, would I play that role in this show you normally do not you are not a know. doom scroller and a doom watcher mm-hmm. but you yeah. watched that catastrophe last week yes i the don't, whole I don't thing. get it at all i don't want I, I don't get it all right, so it should be a much better game this week and a crazy scene in KC, uh, not just because the person we won't talk about will be there. Uh, both teams are coming off of a bye. Forecast calls for uh, temperature in the upper 30s with a 55% chance of rain, so you could have some... What a surprise, Eagles uh, If it's Chiefs, in the 30s, wouldn't it snow? E- well, upper 30s. Uh, Eagles Chiefs with a slippery field. We haven't seen that in a mm-hmm. while, Jeff. Uh, Monday's game marks just the ninth rematch of teams that competed in the previous season's Super Bowl and the first since 2017. Uh, coming off the break, how should I feel about my football team? No idea. I, if knowing you, the sky's falling. Worried. <laughs> what 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 is what is the weakness in this team at this point? They're eight and one. Well. Like, yeah. What are you worried about? The secondary is concerning. I mean, they've given right. up. And a well, lot. I, well, I uh, would worry less about the secondary. Not having Dallas. You made Goddard. a train for somebody in the secondary. Aren't you more concerned about the linebackers? Uh, yeah, Nicobe Dean's out with foot right. surgery. I'm concerned. Last year, they really struggled when Dallas Goddard was out. Mm-hmm. Um, he is out with surgery he's on his again. forearm. They say that he's going to come back. I, I don't understand mm-hmm. football players. I know. Man. So is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm yeah. rolling my eyes. Aaron Rodgers wants to be back mid-December, <laughs> he says, three months after his surgery. Um, Ayahuasca must work really well. You yeah. know, if you look at it, first of all, the biggest concern is, of course, the linebackers and the safeties on Kelsey. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the Eagles opposing offensive targeted tight ends 55 times against the Eagles this season. They've completed 78% of those passes. 
Like if I'm a offensive coordinator, I'm salivating at the idea of getting to go up against that. So I don't know how they roll coverage. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has obviously had some issues with his wide receivers this year. They're trying to make up for. They're not good. Yes, that the, is. Their, their wide receiving core is not good. Which Their running backs are not great. Which when you trip. have a struggling secondary, you're hopeful that that works out. But Okay, well, you're, you're the primary, not, not to say this is easy to do, obviously, because the Chiefs are really good. But the, the key is to make sure that Travis Kelsey doesn't get open and that Mahomes doesn't have forever in the pocket. And the Eagles have something that a lot of teams don't have which is a strong front four defensive line that they can rotate people in and keep them fresh. So as long as you can keep pressure and containment on Mahomes and somebody, that's going to be the big problem. Somebody guard Kelsey or have two guys on Kelsey. I think that you take roll the dice with your cornerbacks as to whether or not they can cover these receivers. And I mean, Kansas city's offensive line is stronger on the interior. They're definitely weaker on the edges. Uh, Taylor on the one side and, and Donovan Smith. It, it, you said Taylor. I was a little nervous there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, they've been penalized. I mean, Taylor leads the NFL with 10 accepted penalties. Smith has seven and right. they were holds and face masks. So like big penalties that set the offense back. So, you know, can you get that pass rush, pass rush with Hassan Reddick off the edge while still containing Patrick Mahomes that he can't run out? The other mm-hmm. thing is, what are they going to do on offense? Because it was a tale of two halves of the first half of the season. In the first five games, the rushing game, the Eagles had 36 rushes for 140, 164 yards. In the last four games, they had 28 rushes for 87 yards. So they've okay. they've gone much more to a passing offense than they have a rushing offense. And, and they're really, early in the game in particular, they've come out throwing the ball a ton. Will they try to do that against this team? Yes. You do? Yeah, I think, you're, I think you throw against this team. And I think that, you know, they have a good cornerback. I don't think they have two. So if A.J. Brown is covered... Devontae Smith should get lots of throws. I hope so. Uh, mm-hmm. That that would be fun. I mean, look, it's fun to have big matchups on Monday night. And so, you know, it should be exciting. It should be electric in the stadium. Are you excited for football it's this year? It's just not this stadium. No, it's not in this stadium. Are you excited? But next for- week, it's the Bills. And, and that should have been a good game, except for the Bills threw their offensive coordinator under the bus. He wouldn't have been fired if they just would have not had a penalty to allow Denver to kick another field goal. Because they couldn't count to 11. That's hard. (laughs) I mean, I'm working on it with my son now. Like, there's supposed to be a guy on the sideline that that's his job. Who's sitting there going one, two, three, four. Yeah. Like, like there has been discussion about who the 12th guy is. We're not going to name names, but who the 12th guy was that went out on field. It's not the 12th guy's fault unless he wasn't part of the package. Somebody should have said, stop. Like, somebody's supposed to know that. And you have a special teams coach who doesn't happen to be the offensive coordinator. And it's not the offensive coordinator's fault that Josh Allen likes to throw the ball to the other team. We started the show talking about bad contracts. Can we mm-hmm. talk about, does Deshaun Watson ruin it for everybody with guaranteed contracts? Nobody ruins it for Cleveland fans. Out for the season with shoulder surgery. 
Uh, okay, what is what is the best story in the NFL right now? Oh, I don't know what this is, season. I mean, there's a couple different good ones. I mean, the Lions becoming a, a team no. That's again. not that's not what I'm talking. About. Oh, what's the best? It's Josh Dobbs. Oh yeah, Josh, Josh Dobbs. Just so everybody knows, was where last year? Oh, that's right. He was in. Cleveland. He was in Cleveland. Yeah. He goes to Arizona. Kyler Murray's hurt, and he does pretty damn well. He gets traded at the trade deadline. Which, by the, the way, Vikings, Jonathan yeah. Gaddon, our favorite here, yeah. told him he was not going to be traded. Right. Like, how okay. many times but do he, you burn players as a coach? Okay, fine. But he does. Well, the general manager trades him to the Vikings at the deadline because Kirk Cousins got hurt. And he I comes in without meeting his teammates, without doing a single practice. And does incredible the next week he gets to meet his teammates and actually practice with them and they want does incredible and meanwhile they had him and instead spent a fortune on a guy who shouldn't even be allowed to play in the nfl and now isn't playing in the nfl because he can't stay healthy well and that's the thing we'll see does he end and they up- have a they have a superstar defense like they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. It's kind of like the Jets. They have an amazing defense, and they can't do anything at all on offense. Anything. It just, yeah, I mean, it, a lot of injuries all across the league. Lots but how of do you recover from this? If you're, This is a guaranteed contract for eternity. Like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a Cleveland, like, at least as a Giants fan, Daniel Jones is only three more years. And it's manageable. <laughs> I like, love. I love that you look at it that way. Yeah, but uh, there is a audio. Cleveland Browns fan, you're like, how do I? How do we dig out? There this? is audio somewhere. I have to go back and find it of me oh, celebrating what? with you and Pompey on the air when they gave Daniel Jones that extension of like Thank celebrating. You. Oh yes, I was thrilled that they gave him that oh, extension. Oh, you celebrating? Absolutely. No, no, me saying oh, okay. that's right. wonderful. Yes, you were celebrating. Yes, you were very happy. I was, and I was correct for all the. I thought, wrong- you, I thought you were happy. Because you like Daniel Jones and you were just happy he got he got paid for all of the wrong things that I say yeah. on this show, and there are yeah. plenty in the years. Oh um, yes, there are. I was there's plenty in any given week in, in, okay. in any given show. There's plenty of exactly. things that I say before and after the commercial break. Yeah, we have about three minutes left. Can can I uh-huh. close on a fun note? You can try. The Flyers are fun, man. They are fun. Like, they're fun to watch. I mm-hmm. told you, my only expectation for the season is I wanted them to be relevant in the sports conversation. They are. Exactly. They are, they, they, they are relevant. They're young. They're fun to watch. Carter Hart's playing great in goal. You have young players like Cam York on defense. You have Konechny, who's doing great. You have Owen Tippett, who never even heard of him before the season, who's doing great. You have a bunch of guys, and they're likable. Their personalities and they're likable. As long as Tortorella stays quiet, we're all good. They've had, I mean, the past three wins came with three different goalies in the pipes. They mm-hmm. won three of four on their road trip, outscoring teams 13 to six in the last three that they've won. Are you going to the game tomorrow? They're playing I am Vegas not going to the game tomorrow. I know you're going uh, to some going games to coming the up. Friday, the Black Friday game. I love the, the fact that they do that game every year. Uh, what do you mean for some reason? It's fun. What? Go to a game. Enjoy. Tell me what I am going. I'm going to the Rangers game. Tell me, I'm going to the Flyers Rangers game. Tell me what the atmosphere is. I haven't been down to a game. I'm yet. excited to see what the atmosphere is. I, 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 I'm hoping that, that people are starting to 
see, this is a team. Look, they're not going to win the Stanley Cup this year, no matter what they do with the trade deadline. The question is whether or not they're building something the right way for the future. And, and you know, you had two relatively inexperienced front office people take over those roles in Keith Jones and Daniel Briere. The early returns on those two are very good. Really good. And the really the, good. The real good young players aren't even close to on the team yet. Like these are the the young talent that they've but the guys in the last couple of years, the Mitchkovs, mm-hmm. the, the those guys, the the Gautiers that are going to end up here. That's mm-hmm. what's going to be the the real exciting thing when you end up with that. Right. Uh, we have a minute left. I, I don't even know where to go. The union don't play soccer again for another like week. I think they had 17 days. In oh, I thought it was like two more months and then they play again. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit till they <laughs> till they play, but they will play in Cincinnati with the chance to look if they win two more games. They host the MLS Cup at Subaru Park. So like that's what's in front of them. They have the chance, despite the bumpy season to get to where they wanted to go still. All right. Well, I do want to talk about something as we end the show. You got 30 seconds. I'd like to thank Reese Hoskins. Okay. Uh, Okay. uh, Look, you and I have had this debate for years about the Reese Hoskins, you know, what his role on this team is. This is, this is a guy, a homegrown talent who provided some frustration, but for the most part provided this city with a ton of good memories, including that bat slam that will go down in history is one of the great moments in, in Philadelphia Phillies sports. And obviously with Bryce Harper deciding that he's going to continue to play first base, Reese goes. And I think that people should realize, and if we didn't learn it from this world series, you should have known it after this world series. We missed Reese Hoskins on this team. Great last word. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.